Welcome to the Outsiders Podcast. We are your outsiders. My name is Neil Sandlin. I am here always with my man, Tyler France. Tyler, a.k.a. Redeem France. We are called the Outsiders for three very important reasons. We haven't always been doing this, but uh, we haven't done it in a few podcasts, so I thought we would remind everyone why we are called the Outsiders Podcast. First and foremost, we are outsiders because we are a part of the kingdom of God, and as people who are part of the kingdom of God, we do not uh, live any longer in the worldly system. Right. This fallen worldly system, we are outside of it, mm-hmm. as Jesus told us we would be, and we would suffer um, persecution, tribulation, um, being ostracized yeah. for not fitting into the way the world does things. And right. as Christians, that is what we are. We are, by very definition, outsiders. We are also outsiders because we do not fit into a Republican or Democratic platform. We we don't fit nicely and neatly inside either one of those. And right. so we are outsiders from um, those two paradigms, if mm-hmm. you will. Not that we don't agree with stuff in both Certain of them policies and stuff and but yeah. uh but we do not neatly fit into them and uh, if you've been listening to this podcast you know that that is the case mm-hmm. and you've already recognized that and thirdly in um in this context probably the most you know important as we discuss black uh issues and issues around african americans we are two white guys yeah we not a drop a black blood in us no we we are um, discussing these things mm-hmm. from a position of not being African American. So in that sense, we are outside of the African American community, right. uh, even though we are um, closely linked to them because we have friends and and yeah. loved ones that we care about deeply. We're speaking to these things from the outside, right. not having personal experience. And we always try to keep that in mind as we yeah. discuss these things and um, and understand that we are speaking on on issues that we do not have firsthand uh, um, account with. Yeah. And so we want this podcast to be a blessing to our African-American brothers and sisters, um, just for them to know we are an ally. We are there um, fighting alongside them yeah. where injustice is occurring. And But this podcast was really designed for our white brothers and sisters. Right. Um, wanting to to be a resource to educate, yeah, to educate and to, yeah. to help, and so that's mm-hmm. why we are called the Outsiders, and we um, are so thankful that you have been on this journey with us in season one, nine nine episodes now. Yep. Uh, usually, this is the time we do the heart check, but Tyler and I were talking, and we were discussing, you know, what was on our hearts, and the truth is, both both of us have Black History Month deeply. On our hearts, yeah. we have been educating ourselves and right. taking advantage of all the resources and all the things that are at our fingertips, uh, especially this month as mm-hmm. things are, are pushed and, and we want to access those and use those. And so Black History Month has been on our heart. It has been something that we have been focusing on, and that is the episode that we're dealing with today, Black History Month. Where where did it come from? Right. Why do we have it? Yep. Why should Christians... Should Christians celebrate it? Yeah, should Christians celebrate it? Right. And what would be the reasons for Christians celebrating it, yeah. and and white Christians uh, in particular? Right. And and what are some resources that that are out there that we can grab a hold of? So that's what we're going to be dealing with today. Thanks for jumping on with us. We're going to jump right into it. Black History Month. We want to first deal with. Where did Black History Month come from? Why why do we celebrate it in the United States? Why is it a thing here? And um, and I want to start with a quote. In 1964, I, I've said on this podcast before, I've been reading James Baldwin. He was an author and, and, um, and a man who really spoke out a lot on injustice, and he did so from his position as someone who wrote articles and books and reviewed movies and books, and that was his thing. And, and he said this in 1964 as he began reflecting on his education in the United States. He said this. He said, when I was going to school, I began to be bugged by the teaching 
of American history because it seemed that the history had been taught without cognizance of my presence. Yeah, just omitting. Yeah, he felt like I'm sitting in class, mm-hmm. I'm listening to history, and it's it's as if my people haven't existed. Right. It's as if the only thing that we have contributed is that we were slaves. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. When there was this great history, uh, especially in 64, yeah. with so many things that African Americans have accomplished and done, and for none of that to really be pushed upon him, um, it, it's crazy that at a young age, he began to get bugged by it. Yeah. At a young age, it bothered him. And, yeah. and so, you know, just on an intellectual level, mm. It bothered him, and I'm sure on an emotional level, yeah. it deeply bothered him. Right. Knowing that my people aren't being represented here, and my history is not being taught. Yeah. Um, and this was the thought of many African Americans yeah. in the United States. Um, they they felt like they were not being represented. They felt like their history was being just wiped away. Um, whitewashed, if you will, right. to where the the only history in the United States was white history. Yeah. And and so one man seeing this issue, seeing this problem, decided to do something about it. Mm. So in the early 1900s, there was a man by the name of Charles G. Woodson, and he felt the same way that James Baldwin would feel 40, 50 years later. Yeah. He felt like that that it was not being dealt with properly, that black history was not being dealt with. And so this is the guy that actually laid the foundation for what would be called Black History Month, that we observe every February in the United States. And here's what's crazy about this dude. Early in the 1900s, when when you've got racism running rampant right. in this country, we've got Jim Crow laws mm-hmm. that are you know running rampant in this country. This man getting educated went to the University of Chicago mm-hmm. and Harvard <laughs> and received a master's degree and a doctorate degree in history. Yeah. So this was a man who was educating himself um, in this specific area of history. Right. And so his expertise mm-hmm. was this nation, this nation's history, yeah. and, and further, obviously. And so what he did is he decided, I'm going to use my intellect. I'm going to use my education, and I am going to do something about this. He noticed the way that history was being taught and how African-Americans were barely a part of the story. They were underrepresented in books, in textbooks. They were underrepresented in lectures and and teachings at all levels of education. Mm. Uh, I don't think that this was just a you know, an elementary problem or a middle school, high school problem. And this was a college problem. This all over the country, right. education in all levels was, um, was bad and when he it came. He would know because he went pretty high level. Right, right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. this is a guy who, who got his doctorate, went through the whole education system getting his doctorate yeah. and could look back and realize we have a problem yeah. in the representation of African-Americans in books and lectures and the way that it's being taught in school. So in 1915, he and a man by the name of Jesse Moreland founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And what this organization did is they promoted studying black history as a discipline. They promoted the celebration of the accomplishments of African-Americans. Mm. Uh, Woodson once said this, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition. It becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in the danger of being exterminated. Mm. He believed that knowing history would change the way you lived. Yeah. Um, and we, we know that to be true. Absolutely. Those who do not know history are destined to, to repeat, repeat it. it. Yeah. Um, and I would also say those who do not know history cannot be inspired by those who came before mm. to continue greatness. Right. Um, and if you eliminate black history from education, then you will not be inspiring the next generation of African-Americans to um, 
to continue greatness. Right. And he knew this and and he felt this deeply in his bones. And so he began to do something about it. And so that's why he started this um, this organization, the Association of Study of Negro Life and History. And so they began, this organization be, began urging black civil groups all over the country. You have these civil groups fighting for civil rights all over the country. And he began using them as as a means of promoting his organization. So he reached out to all these civil groups and he basically said, hey, we got this organization. Mm. Here's what we're focusing on as an organization and we want you guys to help us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to create a, a journal. And this journal is going to be filled with education materials about black history. And we want you to use this journal and spread it, pass it around, yeah. use, teach your people black history from this journal. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened. And in 1926, the organization launched Negro History Week. So that's, Tyler, that's where it kind of all started. Right. It, it, they didn't start off at the jump saying, hey, let's have a you know, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. They started with one week that they wanted African Americans in this country to focus on their own history. Right. We want to make sure that our people are focusing on our history. Yeah. So it didn't start off as a thing where it was like, we want to make sure all these white people, yeah. you know, know our history. Right. Um, that may have been the ultimate goal as well, mm-hmm. but they were more concerned with black kids yeah. not knowing their history. Right. Um, because they knew that there's the, danger in that. Yeah. They knew the danger right. that would come from not knowing that. So they launched Negro history week mm-hmm. and to do what they wanted to do was to popularize the knowledge about past black people in the United States. Right. They wanted to help school systems coordinate studies around this history. Yeah. Now you remember we, we've got Jim Crow laws going on yeah. where we've got segregated schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they wanted to start first. Let's get curriculum, or let, let's at least get uh, some education going and studies going around uh, in our black schools about black history. And they chose the second week in February yeah. for a very, very specific reason. Right. Abraham Lincoln's mm-hmm. birthday is February twelfth. He was the great emancipator. He was looked at, I mean, he was the man that, that African-Americans looked at as the president that ended slavery. Right. The country was celebrating him on February 12th. The country was also celebrating, um, and, and certainly a hero in the African-American community, Frederick Douglass. was Frederick Douglass. This was a man who freed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know the story of Frederick Douglass, but Frederick, <laughs> it's, Frederick Douglass... It's pretty awesome. <laughs> he freed himself because he basically told his master, I'm leaving, Yeah, and you try to stop me if you want, but I'm, I'm done. He's being, a big dude. Being a slave. And he, he was a large was man. A large man. And the slave master tried to fight him. And, and lost that fight. Lost that fight. And apparently the fight lasted about two hours because every time he tried to leave, the, the slave master kept yeah. grabbing him and, and Frederick Douglass would beat him up, throw him down, mm-hmm. and he'd get back up and he would continue to try it. But eventually he got beat up and quit. Right. And he was too embarrassed to tell everybody that one of his slaves beat him up. Right. So <laughs> he never told anybody that he lost his slave and Frederick Douglass got to go free. Right. No one ever tried to chase him down or anything. So. Yeah. He was a former slave, and he became an abolitionist. Mm. He became one of the most important voices um, against slavery in this country. And his birthday was the 14th. And Mm. so you have this one week where the country's already celebrating these two men. And so by doing that, there's already some black history being celebrated. And so what he wanted to do, what, what Woodson was trying to do in his organization is not really come up with something new. He wanted to take the pre-existing celebrations that were already going on mm-hmm. and expand them, right. make them bigger, right. make um, make them larger. And what's than bigger they than a week, a month? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's you know do an entire you know time frame where we focus on these things, right? Um, and he knew that by attaching it to a time when 
black history, at least in part, was already being talked about. Yeah. With what? Who was Abraham Lincoln? What did he do? What did he accomplish? Who was Frederick Douglass? What right. did he do? What he, let let's let's link, you know, Black Negro Week to that, mm-hmm. and we'll probably have a greater chance of success. Yeah. And in fact, that is exactly what happened. Right. Um, the celebration and reverence began driving a demand for materials. Mm-hmm. Get us more materials. Right. Get us more stuff so that we can we can teach people. It inspired black history clubs all over the nation. Right. Individual clubs inside of schools where black history, that's all they did was focus on black history. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until the massive movement of civil rights in the mid 20th century that we started to see a true push for, like you said, a month, month long, long yeah. you know, honorary period that we know today. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was freedom schools were, were started. Freedom schools were established in the South, which we know had the greatest amount of, you know, racism. But they were established in the South to foster political participation among youth in the black community. We want to educate these kids in these freedom schools to encourage them to get involved in politics, to get involved in the community, to, to make a change on that level. And in these schools... Obviously, they were going to be focusing on black history. They were going to be celebrating black history. And they began creating curriculum Mm -hmm. um, in an an expanded way, which you can imagine the contrast in the curriculum that they would have been creating and the curriculum that was going to be that was being taught in the average school in the United States of America. Yeah. Um, You have one completely void of of black history. Yeah, I mean, very few. Black um, people being celebrated yeah. in the textbooks mm-hmm. in the United States of America. Right. Um, I used this term before, but we had whitewashed mm-hmm. our nation's history yeah. and pretended like, you know, we we as white people were the only ones that had contributed to this society. We're the heroes of the story. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. were the, the Anglo society. Yeah. As we said before, uh, in an earlier podcast, you know, white people are the heroes of this story and black people aren't. Right. Um, or they're dependent on us. Yeah. Like the heroes, they're dependent on us. Right. And this curriculum expanded all of that. Right. To make sure that people understood what, African Americans had contributed to this society, and the civil rights movement uh, led to colleges and universities across the United States transforming the week-long observance into a month-long celebration yeah. of Black History Month. Right. And uh, in fact, after, after the Civil Rights Act in 1865, public schools, um, middle schools, elementary schools all began honoring Black History Month as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, it began to catch on all throughout the nation, which eventually led to President Gerald Ford in 1976 decreeing Black History Month to be a national observance in its 50th year of its establishment. So 50 years after uh, Negro History Week was established, 50 years later, the President of the United States decreed that February is going to be Black History Month. Mm. Um, and, And here's... Just on a personal level, yeah. and I, we'll, we can talk more about this when we get into our application segment. But just from a personal level, I now that I have studied and learned more about Black history myself, I can see that my education was lacking in learning about Black history. Yeah, mine too. There were so many things, and I went to a private school. You went to a public school, mm-hmm. so both in the private and pr- public school curriculum. We, we don't feel like we got a accurate representation yeah. of black history. Or, I mean, I, I feel like I was actually told things that were not true. Right. So not just void of, you know, not just voiding out black people's contributions and stuff like that. I feel like I was told and and taught things that were, were absolutely not true. Yeah. And that take away from... Uh, what actually know. went down. Yeah. And, and what's interesting to me is that I... I some major black figures were touched upon, mm. right? So, you know, um, 
Booker T. Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. was touched upon. Um, I would have loved to heard to have heard more about Frederick Douglass. Right. Um, Harriet Tudman was touched upon. Yeah. As one of the conductors of the Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. but there was not a an effort to educate me on the entirety of the black experience. Right. Um, and and what was amazing to me is a few years ago when I read um, the half has not been told. Right. That huge history book, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't believe the things I didn't know. Right. And I wish so bad that I had known. And I have tried to educate my children mm-hmm. um, better. And the school they go to now does a better job of educating them with black history yeah. than, than I did. Right. But what was so interesting to me is I don't think there would be as big of a push. I bet you the school you went to does a better job of it now than they did. Yeah. And and the reason why sure, yeah. is because we've had this push. Right. We've had Black History Month mattering. Yeah. And more and more it matters. More yeah. and more it's in the forefront. More and more we see it being pushed and uh, you know and trying to inspire people to know Black History and mm-hmm. stuff. And so that was the ultimate goal of Black History Month was to inspire people to understand that Black History is everyone's history in this country. Absolutely. We, we've said that before. It's not an us versus them. It's yeah. not a left versus right. It's not a black versus white. Right. It is black history is our history. It's history. What happened to African-Americans, bad or good, yeah. is the history of this nation. Right. It is my history. Right. It is not just black history. It's my history. Yeah. And I want to desire to rightly express this country's history mm-hmm. with the whole story being told. Right. So we can learn from it. Yes. So we can learn from it. So we cannot do some of the things we've done in the past. Right. And so that we can make sure that we are inspiring the next generation, right. not just of black kids, yeah. but of white kids to be great. Mm-hmm. I, I want my son to be able to look at Frederick Douglass and say, I want to be a man like that. Yeah. You know, I want to be a man who stood for what was right no matter what. Right. And and give him role models that look different than him. Yeah. And uh, and to inspire, and so that is why Black history is so important, um, because we feel like we didn't get that, and now we're yeah. having to educate ourselves. Right. And and I'm so thankful for Black History Month yeah. being a thing in this nation mm-hmm. because it has helped me as a, a citizen of the United States become a better citizen. Right. Of the United States. And the goal is also to not just, you know, keep it to a month. The goal is to, Absolutely. for this to change your life and for yeah. this you you to learn this yeah. uh, during this month maybe and then continue your education and continue yeah. studying. And, it's almost and, supposed to be like a, a kick in the butt, right? Where right. it's like, here's this month where you guys aren't yeah. educated on these things the rest of the year. Here's yeah. this month where hopefully you get inspired, kicked in the butt, motivated, jump started to yeah, yeah jump started to then do some education all year round. Right. Um and I I know that for both of us that has been a very very important thing and I'm thankful for Black History Month. I'm I'm thankful for Woodson and the people that got involved to start this movement yeah. because it has been a blessing to my life and a, a blessing to your life as well. And as Christians, we um we have to ask the question really two questions. Is Black History Month something that we as white Christians should celebrate and honor? And if so, why? And that's why it's always important for us to go back to Scripture to try to find some of those answers, and that's what we're going to do. So, Neil, you're exactly right. As Christians, we should always be looking at things through a biblical lens. Mm -hmm. Um, This goes for everything in life, including holiday observances and social justice issues. Um, As Christians, we have a responsibility to see past what the world presents as a good thing uh, and make our own judgments based on what Scripture says. Yeah. So if the world says it's good or if the world says it's bad, uh, we need to let the authority speak, which is the Word of God. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful as Christians. We have an objective standard that the world doesn't have. The world is trying to come up with what is good and what is bad, 
um, trying to avoid an objective standard, but we as Christians have that, and utilizing it is the most important thing we can do. Absolutely. Um, and so despite what some think, uh, Black History Month was not a thing in the Bible. That's not, that's not a thing. It wasn't in the Bible? Uh, no, it's not, not quite. Uh, so there are not clear instructions on how Christians should view it. Uh, and right. anytime there's something that Scripture doesn't name by name, right. uh, you can bet that there's going to be debates. Sure. Um, some say that black history is divisive. Right. They say no other ethnicity has a month dedicated to their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some very strong opinions on why this is goofy. Right, uh, but we won't get into right. that. Why can't we have a black, uh, a white history month? Right, you know why? And and I think we've seen. I mean, I think we can get into it just a tad. Yeah, and say, based upon the 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 segment we just did, mm-hmm. we see why it's important. Yeah, because there isn't proper representation. Right, and so we are. We've done so much damage to the African American community in this country. Yeah. We we want to make sure that they're being represented properly. Yeah. And and so we were going to go out of our way right. as a nation to to do that. And, Absolutely. And we should go out of our way in a lot of different ways, but um, this is certainly one way that we could do it in, in you know easily. Yeah. And uh, again, I don't need a white history month to learn about white history. Yeah. You you have eleven it, it other was, months. Well, it was. It's like we said. That's that's, what, that's all. That, that's all I learned. That's <laughs> right. all I learned. Right. Uh, so even even some black people that I know personally are not big fans of Black History Month. Right. Uh, and it's not because they don't love their own and believe that their history is important, but uh, because they find it to be a mockery. Uh, where you know once a year, virtue signalers come out of the woodworks and all of a sudden right. care. Right. You know. Yeah, you didn't care the other eleven months, but now you care about Black History. Right. And so and and they kind of use it as a now I'm woke kind of right. thing, and then they go yeah. back into their ignorance. So again. they get offended by it. Right, and so they're just kind of like, you know, if you're going to do it that way... Then forget it. Keep it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need that. I sure. don't, and I, don't I can see that. that. I can see that. I can too. Um, and so, it, if it, you know, I, I think that, again, we just have to look at it in a biblical sense and, and through a biblical lens and, and do the best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, taking, taking biblical since it's not mentioned in the Bible, taking right. biblical principles Absolutely. and trying to apply them to this to find out if this is something worthwhile. Because that's what we always do. Yeah. And so uh, reasons for Christians to celebrate black history, in my opinion. Uh, number one, there is redemptive power in black history that mm. glorifies the Lord and shows His providence and love. Oh, yeah. So God's provision in His hand is all over black history. All over it. All you, over You can't it. separate the two. No. Um, and, and, you know, it reminds me of, of the story of Joseph as he was sold into slavery uh, by his yeah, own absolutely. brothers. Joseph, he was accused, he was lied about, he was beaten, uh, and sold his property much like early African slaves mm-hmm. who were sold by their own people. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph said, you know, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And if you look into the history of black people in this country, you see just that. Right. You see that God is moving. And yep. God... Uh, takes image bearers who are lied about, accused, and sold into slavery, and they become redeemed and free, and they and their families end up blessing and contributing to the same country uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, enslaved abused them. them and, <laughs> and abused and, them. Yeah, and treated them horribly. Then they turn around and become a huge blessing to those same yes. people right. in that same nation. Uh, that. God's hand all over that, yeah. uh, all because of God's faithfulness and His provision and love for His people, yeah. and so and, and that's what that's what I think you we have to remember about this first point is that anytime redemptive history is there for us, it should be celebrated, yeah, um, and it should be something that we we look at and we focus on and we glorify the Lord for. So when we look back at black history in this nation specifically, even though certainly black history did not start with slavery, right? United States slavery, but as we look at it specifically, we can see the faith yeah. and the faithfulness of black Christians. Exactly. And, you know, Harriet Tubman, yeah. Frederick Douglass, you know, these major abolitionists who moved in mighty ways, we can see how God used them. And if we believe that all things work together for good to mm-hmm. those who are called according to the purpose of God and for those who love him, and we believe that God is transforming his people into the image of Jesus, then we should be able to look back at black history and say, here is a specific time right. where God did this. Yeah. 
And certainly what you've just mentioned about, you know, how God used this sinfulness yeah. of white people right. to to bring up and raise up his people yeah. who were black mm-hmm. and loved Jesus is an amazing testament to his faithfulness, his love, his grace, his mercy. And, and, and even some who him. don't love Jesus, that you know, common grace was given. Oh yeah, common grace. Yeah, right. how, how he used unbelievers. Right. But certainly, definitely hit the the chosen. Re- the, the redemptive yes. power of this story. I mean, what a story! Yeah. The redemptive power of God. Absolutely. And it should be celebrated by everybody. Yeah. Uh, another reason I think that Christians should celebrate Black History is we should be students. We, of all people, should be students. Lifelong learners. The point of black history is to raise awareness and educate yourself and others on the contributions of black people, and uh, we should be students. The the Bible says, 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And that's all truth. Uh, Christians, we should be people in pursuit of and who love truth. Right. So even though that's specifically in context talking about scripture, the scripture, right? The application for that absolutely goes beyond that. I mean, it, it's, it's it's all truth. Right. We should be a people that love and pursue all truth. Period. Right. And the whole Bible supports that. Right. <laughs> and right. in order to know truth, we cannot be lazy, no. and we need to do the work. So we should be diligent students who work unto the Lord, uh, as the scriptures say, in pursuit of truth. Right. And, so, and whether that truth is biblical truth, whether it is psychological truth, right. whether it is philosophical truth, right. whether it is socio socioeconomic truth, mm-hmm. or whether it is historical truth, right. we've got to be workers to know truth. Yeah. In this context, context, historical truth. Absolutely. How hard are you working mm-hmm. to know historical truth? Right. Yeah. Huge question. Absolutely. And and number three. Uh, and I think this is the most important. Understanding black history will allow us to love and serve black people better. I have a few scriptures that I just want to point out uh, to, for us to kind of ponder and think about. Uh, Matthew 5.16, so don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them, and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, they will give their praise to your Father in heaven based off of the way that you let your light shine. Yeah, the way that you love people, the way that you care for people, the way that you pursue truth will cause other people to praise God because of you. And I've seen that in my life. I've seen that with some some of my friends and brothers, and um, that is true. That scripture is is so true. And, And that's why we can't allow Christianity to be to be co-opted yeah. by political parties. Right. We can't allow Christianity to be co-opted by worldly systems because it will always distort the Christianity. What we've got to do is we've got to have the pure light of Jesus and the pure light of Scripture, and that's what we have to shine out. And when we do that in a loving way, wanting to know someone's history yeah. and to love their history and to celebrate their history right. and and to do so with the love of God, that is going to cause people to say, whatever religion you have, right. I want some of that. Right. And the way that you love me, mm-hmm. I want some of that. Yeah. You love different. Yeah. And that is, is that? that should be the marker yeah. of who we are in Christ. Yeah. John 15, 12 through 13. Another loved one. Uh, So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Um, So we are to sacrifice. You know, Mm -hmm. we're we're to sacrifice our time. Right. Not just our life. We're we're to sacrifice our time. We're to sacrifice our our comfort. Right. um, For others. Right. And, and, you know, this, this studying black history and becoming... Uh, ally, if you will, yeah, um, is is sacrifice. Yeah, and let me say this, Tyler, and I know this is probably true for you too. I have never met one person who has honestly began began studying Black history, mm. who has begun studying 
and educating themselves on this issue who didn't start loving black people better. Yeah, absolutely. Never seen it. Right. I haven't either. I have never seen somebody who desired to, you know what? I don't, I don't really understand these issues like I should. Yeah. I don't really understand these, these things like I should. Let, let, let me work hard. Let me sacrifice yeah, yeah. my time and my energy to educate myself on this. Let, let, me, let me do that work. I've never seen those people not start loving the African-American community better. Yeah, exactly right. And now I've seen people who fight against all these things begin to not love the African-American community right. better, but I, I've never seen it happen. Yeah. And I think it's a testament to what love does and, and how that sacrifice and stuff really matters. Mm -hmm. uh, Philippians 2, 4. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are just genuine like principles that we can take right. um, and apply it to black history and the study of black history and, right. and loving people, uh, which is what it comes down to. Yeah. And A greater concern for the matters, for things that matter to other people right. than just what matters to In you. your own interest. Um, and, and the truth is, the truth is, when you refresh others, you yourselves are going to be refreshed. That's Absolutely. biblical too. Yes. And so what happens is, as you study black history you're going to be blessed. You're right. You will be blessed. Mm -hmm. As you study black history, you will be inspired. Right. You will be moved as well. Yeah. So a byproduct, a secondary product of what love always does is it becomes a blessing to you. Yeah. The one who serves and the one who sacrifices mm -hmm. ends up being refreshed in ways that they never thought they would be. That's and so a greater concern for what matters to others instead of just for my own interest uh, seek first the kingdom of God, and mm -hmm. all these things will be added to you. Absolutely. And so, doing that in a in the context of Black history, and we know there's limits to it. It's, I, I understand that I can't I can't wear myself out doing everything for everybody that, and studying things that just matter to them. Like right. I know there's a limit to that, of course. Um, but what we're saying is is there is enough time in a year for you to give of your time and give of your energy to be able to edu educate yourself better than you are now. Yeah. You know, our church just talked about scripture memorization last Sunday and you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, you have to, to memorize a chapter every week. Right. Memorize a verse, right? Absolutely. Start with something small, some, something little. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, you could do that as well when you're concerned for matters that matters to the African-American community, yeah. you can begin small right. um, by listening to the Outsiders podcast. That there would it be is. a good That's place to start. Great start. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and as I said before, you know, I, I've been able to, because of these truths and, and because of studying black history, I have been able to love deeper and, and grow in my Absolutely. relationship with uh, my black friends and... Um, and that has just served me well, as, as you have said as well. Um, and mm -hmm. so, and I've been able to, you know, stand by their side and, and fight alongside them, uh, when I see something that hurts them, injustice. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and, and I think being able to stand by them is obviously a great thing. Mm -hmm. Being able to stand by them competently. Yeah. Because you know what you're talking about. Right. And you know your stuff, yeah. you become a great ally. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing when somebody stands beside me. Right. Right? Just to know, hey, I got your back. Like, it, that, that feels good. It's different when you're an asset, though. Right. But if you can stand <laughs> beside me and you're an asset, yeah. like, not just cheering me on, yeah. but actually stand there with me. Right. You know, it's like, you know, basketball team, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, if I'm on the court and I'm playing and the other team's trying to stop me and – you're on the bench and because you're not very good and you're cheering me on mm -hmm. like, yes, that's a blessing, right? It's a blessing that I, that, that the guys on the bench, you know, are there for me and they're cheering me on and they want me to win. Right. But if you would have put the work in in the summer that I put the work in in the summer, right. then you wouldn't have been sitting on the bench. You could have been on the court with me helping Absolutely. me win. Yeah. And so that is what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't just want to be an African-American cheerleader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to be an asset. Which Absolutely. I am. I mean, I'm, I, right. I love black people, y'all. Yeah. I love black people, <laughs> y'all. Uh, 
I want to be an asset yeah, yeah. to African Americans. Right. I want to be an asset to the because I'm competent. I've studied and I know what I'm talking about and right. I can be an aide. Yeah. And and black history is a way to enable us to be that. Exactly right. At least in part. Yep. You know, and I and, I, and the truth is Tyler, we live in a day and age where we have so many things at the tip of our fingers. Mm -hmm. So many resources. Oh, yeah. We have the internet and streaming services and books and like all these things that are at, at our fingertips and we've got to take advantage of those things. And so in our application segment in just a moment, we're going to lay out some of these these things that have been a blessing to us and kind of push you towards some directions where you can get some resources that'll be a huge aid and help and inspire you in regard to Black History Month. So as we said before, education is key. Uh, this is what we want to do with this podcast. That's what uh, Black History Month is about, is educating yourself yep. and, and um, educating others. Yeah, learning the history, the struggles, the victories. Right. So, um, community. Yeah, so we want to help educate our white brothers and sisters to the history, struggles, victories, all those things. Um, and that's ultimately why we started this podcast. Right. Like, we started this podcast to be a resource, first and foremost, just for our friends, like yeah. just for the people, the white people we know in our church, you know, we had no dreams that this thing was going to, you know, become some worldwide podcast. Right. And, you know, we just, we were like, man, if we can just create a resource right. that could help our brothers and sisters in Christ that we know, think about these things yeah. deeply. Well, because you and I were talking about it. Right. We would talk about it daily. So why don't we just talk we about it on other. the microphone? Right. We, I mean, we would just constantly talk about these things and, yeah. and you were like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, Put some mics in front of us. Right. Let's put mics in front of us and do the same thing. But we also today, we just want to give you some resources right. that, um, just some, a place to start. Yeah. Right. Um, and some are in the form of movies, documentaries, some are books. Right. Uh, we just, you know, yeah. want to give you all guys some and, resources. And we know, that, we know that not everybody loves to read, 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 read. Um, and so let's start off with things you can watch. Yeah. Right. These are just five, six, seven, eight things you can watch that I think will be a blessing to you and I think will help educate and learn. So Michael B. Jordan fans, just mercy. Yes, just <laughs> mercy. If you, um, this is Brian Stevenson. He was, um, went to prison for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. He became a lawyer and he was fighting against the death penalty because of just the amount of people that would get the death penalty unjustly yeah. and so he began to fight for mercy and so it was about his story and about the struggles and battles that he went through fantastic book uh um and movie they turned it into a movie uh selma yeah selma um man this is one of the the one of the most impactful yeah movies i've seen um in regards to to this issue selma was the story of mlk as mm -hmm. as they began fighting for um voting rights. Right. And even though the Voting Rights Act had passed, it was not being um, executed properly. Yeah. And so it is about uh, Bloody Sunday as they marched, and and it's just a spectacular focus on his peaceful protest and, yeah. and the violence that they got thrown at them, but, you know, it wasn't. And it shows how he wasn't the popular guy that he is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? No, he was, then, he was yeah. not beloved right. at, at all. Uh, when They See Us, this is a movie based on a true story about the um, New York five, I think it was five or six, mm -hmm. I think it was six maybe, mm -hmm. um, New York young kids that basically were arrested for the rape and murder of a young woman and the pressure and all of the the illegalities right. that were done to f put these on this boy, these boys, frame these boys, the 14-year-old uh, was the one who panicked under um, interrogation and basically said, oh, yeah, we did it, and then said, well, the only reason I said that is because they had me for hours. Right. You know, I just wanted to get out of there and go see my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, they said I wouldn't get in trouble if I just said this. Right. Um, then to come to find out somebody else did it, mm -hmm. all these boys were, you know, demonized mm -hmm. and never did anything wrong. Right. And so um, that's a, a, a great... Great book. Have you seen uh, our movie? Have you seen 42? I've seen 42. Jackie Chadwick, Robinson. 
Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Sad, man. I love that dude. I do too. Uh, played Jackie Robinson, yeah. um, the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball. And uh, the impact that had, the racism that he went through. There's the, a movie on Netflix called 13th, the documentary mm-hmm. of... of and so far, all of those other ones weren't documentaries based right. on true stories, right. but not documentaries. Uh, 13th is a documentary about um, the loophole that was used to still get free labor through arresting African-Americans and mm-hmm. putting them in prison and then using them as free labor. Right. Um, and just the, the the reform that needs to happen yeah. in prison reform. Yeah, if you're not familiar with that, that definitely will tell you the story. Yeah, the 13th is, is a powerful. Uh, another... Uh, historical hidden figures. Yeah. Hidden figures. Um, a movie about three African-American women Women, who were genius mathematicians and that were used to basically, uh, push us into the space age. You know what I mean? Right. And their impact and it tells their story. Remember the Titans true story of, of, what happened when segregation ended and trying to bring a football team together. Mm -hmm. And um, that's based on a true story. Glory road, a story of a a basketball Basketball. team. Mm -hmm. uh, The very first time that five African-Americans started in the NCAA championship game and the impact that they had and the racism that they experienced um, being this successful black team uh, for the very first time, Uh, the movie Harriet that I watched for a second time yesterday, actually, And uh, I believe that is on HBO Max. Um, you have to search all these, yeah. so, you know, all these different streaming services to find where all these are. But mm-hmm. um, Harriet, it just tells the story of Harriet Tubman, her relationship with Jesus, her relationship with um, the railroad, underground railroad, and mm-hmm. wanting to get get uh, people out. She freed like seventy on her own. And then led a uh, first woman to ever lead a brigade. And during the Civil War, she actually freed 750 more with her brigade. Yeah. And uh, so just an amazing story, telling her story. And then two TV shows that I love. that We don't have a lot of TV shows here. Right. Yeah. But um, Blackish, Blackish and Mixedish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, they don't always deal with historical stuff. Right. But they work in a lot of times um, how Anthony Anderson, who's the star mm-hmm. of Blackish... Basically, how why he is the way he is, why he thinks the way he thinks, and it and it brings in uh, a lot of historical stuff. Mixedish is about his wife Rainbow Johnson, uh, who is played by um, was it, it's not Tina Turner's daughter. What's uh, oh shoot, what is her name? <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking right here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Blanking. I'm looking. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Ah. Tracy yeah, Ellis Ross. She is. Um, she is, it's basically telling her fictional character story about growing up as a, a, a mixed race kid mm. and dealing with all the things that would come from being a mixed race kid. Right. Um, and man, it's opened up my eyes. Like they had a whole episode just about black women's hair. And it was so powerful to me, just be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's something I never thought of before. Right. And um, and so it, and it's you know it's got some good comic relief. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot of comic relief, and it's pretty clean. I yeah. mean, as, oh, as yeah. television shows go, pretty clean. Right. Um, and then there's tons of books that you can read as well. And by the way, there's tons of other things you can watch. We're just trying to give you some basic things. Other yeah. things you can read. Um, Tyler and I have have read these. Uh, the Color of Compromise, yep. Jamar Tisby. He has also just released a new book called How to Fight Racism that is fresh off the presses. I think it came out like less than a month ago. Yeah. Um, grab both of those and read it. I think you'll be um, shocked and appalled and mm-hmm. inspired on how to fight racism. Um, the half is and not And as you're told. going through these, hit us up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you have a question about something about some of these... Yeah, and if you, and if you read one and it impacts you, let us know that it impacted you. We yeah, we like to to, to know these things. I, I would say the toughest book that you're gonna have to deal with is the half has not been told. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's tough because it's straight history book. Yeah. Um, and so and it's big and it's thick and right. it's and it it's rough. Yeah. At times, um, but one of the most impactful books I've ever read in my life. Yeah. Um, outside in bits of and pieces, scripture know? and. Lord of the Rings. Uh, 
So uh, <laughs> throw that in there. Yeah, just throw that in there real fast. Um, Divided by Faith. This is a statistical book. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you all the statistics about um, how Christianity has been divided um, throughout the history of of dealing with the race issue in America. It's good. Uh, Bloodlines by John Piper. Yes. A deep theological book about just the biblical mandate to mm-hmm. be an anti-racist. Yeah. Um, Woke Church, yep. which is talking about, um, again, more of an ecclesiology or a, or a church setting by um, Pastor Mason. Letters from Birmingham Jail. This is written by MLK okay. from jail. Um, again, we've talked about some of these resources before. Mm-hmm. Um, utilize these things. Right. Utilize these resources. I know the witness, um, bcc.com, uh, is another website. They have a podcast called Pass the Mic, but they they are a black collective, Christian collective. They have a, on their homepage, they actually have a resource page that has stuff broken down by adults, high school, college, elementary kids. They've got stuff broken down there. Utilize that, the, the witness, bcc.com. Um, we're just trying to give you the place to start. Yeah. Right? If you haven't done a lot of educating and work, we're just trying to give you a place to start because we believe that um, it'll be a blessing to you. It'll be worthwhile. I think you'll be inspired. Um, again, not just to be a cheerleader of African Americans, but to come alongside African Americans yeah. as a competent ally right. in their fight for justice that continues to this day. And uh, that's why we're continuing to do the podcast because yep. we we want to be an ally. We want to be those that come alongside and fight. And we want to encourage our brothers and sisters, our white brothers and sisters to come alongside of us. So if you have listened to this podcast, thanks for hanging on with us here today as we talked about Black History Month. If you didn't know, uh, Tyler and I think it is worthwhile and we think Christians <laughs> ought to celebrate it and honor it and yep. use it to inspire and educate for uh, the entire year yep. as we go around. So hit, use our socials. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter page. We've got a an Instagram page. Um, like, subscribe, follow, review, do all those things that'll help us be successful in this podcast. Yep. We love you guys for supporting us and joining us. And for those of you that um, listen to the podcast because you're mad at us and yet you can't turn away because we've already got a lot of that. Um, I shouldn't say a lot of that. We have gotten had some of that. Some of that. Yeah. Um, keep listening. Yeah, thank you. Keep thinking. You. Keep, keep um, listening. and Keep loving us. Keep right. gracing us as we attempt to honor what the Lord has moved, put in our hearts and moved in our hearts to do. Yeah. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Outsiders Podcast. <laughs>